Yo guys, welcome back to From The Stands Forecast. This is From The Stands, for the fans, by the fans. From The Stands. I'm your host, Santa Monaraza, and I'm joined today by good mates of mine. Unfortunately, my co-host isn't available this week, so I'm joined by good mates of mine, Tsekandungani and Tanwifika Mkilana. How's it, brothers? What's up, guys? I'm really keen to be here. Um, yeah. Thank you, thank you, Sandy. So, uh, thanks for having us. Yeah, no, definitely, boys. Um, definitely a pleasure having you guys. Looking forward to today's episode. Um, today, basically, we're talking about. Oh, well, this is going to be the preview for um, British and Irish Lions uh, tours, uh, test series. Um, the tour in terms of rounding it up from the warm-up games up to date. Um, as of recording, this is recorded prior to the first test. Um, so basically, we're going to be looking at the tests coming up ahead. Looking at the Springbok squads, the Springbok. Um, set up as well as the um, British and Irish Lions set up in terms of their results, uh, their preparation to date and what we would expect from the next three tests. Um, just to start it off boys, I'm just going to speak about how you guys have like basically your, over, your overview thoughts uh, of the entire tour so far in terms of like British and Irish Lions coming to South Africa um, under COVID regulations, you know, no fans and stuff like that. Like, how much is of how much of a contributing factor, and how different is this tour to the usual tours that we've seen um, in the past? Uh, well, COVID has has had a big impact on on the whole hype uh, surrounding the tour. Uh, usually, the British and Irish Lions come with a big fan base, so that's not been the case now. Uh, and the games have been sort of uh, bunched bunched together. Mm. Uh, I think some teams who would normally have played against the Lions uh, haven't, such as, I mean, the last time they came to South Africa, I think they played against teams like the Southern Kings. So it's 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 had a it's had a and they didn't play against the Bulls because of COVID yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's had a, a massive impact on on the tour and it's not definitely not what what we used to from a Lions tour yeah that's yeah um, just to add on what Todd said um, I think COVID obviously had like a major impact on the whole um, tour um, again um, if you if you speak about hype and you look at home ground advantage usually the British and Irish guys have a lot of guys traveling down to South Africa to support and that whole fan base that they bring um i was watching one of those paga shows on on dst the other day and the guys were talking about how much like they could in 2009 and they were speaking about how like the fans were so loud that it's sort of hard to distinguish between who the box fans are and you know yeah, mm. it's that loud so yeah i think that's 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 a ma major 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 factor that will be missed um yeah yeah no, definitely, definitely. I think the fans are going to be a big factor. Um, I mean, there was also chat about having the actual tour in the United in the United Kingdom and stuff like that um, to have that fan perspective. But I think 
Personally, from my from my view, I'm I'm happy that they actually did travel down to South Africa. Um, like, I mean, the British and Irish Lions is a touring team, and it's I think it's one of the only touring teams that are actually left within rugby union as it stands. You know, so the whole thing of them actually still traveling to the countries, the respective countries, under these conditions, I think. Um, First of all, first of all, from my side, kudos to like the organizers of yeah. everything to make it sure it happened and yeah, it, it is going yeah. to happen. Um, but besides that, I would like I'd, I'd still rather them traveling to South Africa and um, having the test, like having the test of the tour in South Africa. Yeah, you know, yeah. because I mean, South Africa doesn't only come with like the, the challenges of playing the Springboks, but like geographical challenges. You know, like I mean, some games are in. Uh, Johannesburg and Pretoria or we're going to be in Johannesburg and Pretoria yeah. and you have to take into factors like things like high the what's this out um, of the, the high felt um, the altitude, what's this, altitude yeah, and yeah, stuff like yeah. that so that plays a role in how you prepare plays a role in how you how you play the game and um, and stuff like that so in terms of like um, how the British Alliance um, just to go through quickly um, preview of their tour so far um they've played a couple of warm-up games against uh first one being against japan and then they've played um south african unions um how what are your guys' thoughts just um overview thoughts on like the tour so far and how they've um gone about it so far um i didn't um get to watch the japan game um but i happen to watch most of the games i watched the one against the saa like in great detail and I won't lie um, I think just from that game um, I think the British and Irish are in for a surprise honestly um, they've had a, a, like a fair it's, it's been a walkthrough man against these other Brit, I mean I mean, the provincial sides but I think the SAA side sort of gave them you know a surprise and for some reason I think I spoke to you about this on the group as well but now um, what's this guy's name um the coach, the coach, and 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 and. Which coach? Springbok coach, Springbok oh, coach, and the Danube, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Rassi. And Rassi, yeah, I think they've got a couple of cards off their sleeves that will definitely surprise um, Kathleen and the boys. I'm really keen for that. Yeah, no, definitely. I think for me, um, I mean, I, I watch, I try to watch most of the games. I think I have watched. So the game's the only one that I didn't really catch much of it was the Stormers one. Uh, from the Japan test, I think I think for me in terms of an overall, I would say Gats as well also has a couple of things up his sleeves. Um, in terms of things, I think one specific thing that I've noticed and like, I mean, plays a contributing factor is how the British and Irish Lions have, like when they've won penalties at the five yeah, meter yeah. line and stuff like that, they actually go for the pick and go mm, mm, instead mm. of going for the line out option or scrum option. I think that speaks a lot because the set play, the set piece uh, of a scrum or a line out is the best um, platform to actually launch from. Yeah. Because for instance, on a, on a scrum, you only have 50 meters to defend, where you, whereas you have like, eight to nine guys including your sure. your, your your lucy's to sure. actually defend all of that space yeah the, the width of the field and then from a line out same same space round about mm. and you only have like six yeah. seven guys you know um to defend that width of, of, of the field so i think there are some set pieces or set plays or things that they are holding back because we, we do know that rassi is probably one of the best minds in in, in world rugby as it stands you know After and Steve Henson. Is one of the 
is one of the best is one of the best fights in world rugby as it stands so like in terms of coming up with a plan against anything that he will see um like i mean it's very it's very logical that he would hold some things back um even in terms of the way they play i think they only shifted into a um a 1-3-2-2 system um from the sharks game the second sharks game before that they were playing a 1-3-3-1 uh, forward system you know so them actually shifting into that system is probably something that they've been training and have been working on but in terms of how they are going to go about it um is what they probably have been holding back yeah, and also with the provincial games i think most of the provincial side have tried to play an expensive game Mm. Uh, against the Lions. I mean, uh, uh, Warren Gatlin said in one of the, the, after their last match against the Stormers, that he was quite happy that they didn't concede a, a try from a driving mall or pick and go. Yeah. Uh, which I don't think will be the case against when you're up against the Springboks. So the provincial teams have, have played that, that expansive game. I think the Springboks, on the other hand, will be a bit more pragmatic in their approach. Uh, we all know what they're going to do. It's just <laughs> yeah. about stopping them. That's the yeah, that's, that's the biggest problem. They are going to kick a lot. They are going to maul. They are going to have those runners yeah. off yes. nine. Uh, you know, the likes of Etzebeth and the boys there. So, yeah, defensively, uh, I think the Lions are going to be tested uh, much more than they have against the provincial sides. As I said, I mean, I think their second game against the Sharks when they won... 70-something. 71-31. Yeah. Uh, the, the Sharks had a very, very inexperienced team. Mm. Uh, and most of the teams, I mean, I was watching the Western Province game and I couldn't recognize half of the players on, yeah. the, on the pitch. Yes. I mean, speaking on that inexperience of the provincial sides, I think um, at the end of the day, like, I mean, it's, it's a great experience for all of those players who actually got that opportunity to be able to, like, play the British and Irish lines. You know, it's probably... It's, probably, it's, it's a privilege, actually. I'm, I don't even want to say it's probably a privilege. It is a privilege to actually go up against a British and Irish Lions side. And I think uh, for me, in terms of why those sides were probably were inexperienced, is the fact that um, this was this Jacques Nunaba and, and Rassi Rasmus named, I think it was a 46-man squad, um, including some additional, um, like, um, what's this, call-ups for, like, injury and, and, and cover, stuff like that, because of COVID. Um, so like that left the unions um, very light on terms of the numbers. Yeah. Um, do you think? Do you think that played like how much of a role do you think that played in terms of the preparation for for the British and Irish lines? Do you think Warren Gatlin will probably be happy with how they've prepared so far and like the level of competition they've actually faced from the provincial sides? Uh, I think he'll be happy in terms of. When you play against a weaker side, you can try and, and do things that you wouldn't normally do and see how they work. Mm. Uh, Warren Gatlin is an experienced coach. I think this is his third Lions tour as a head coach and yeah. fourth overall. Yeah. So he, he knows what the whole Lions series tour is about. Yeah. So I think they'll be happy. Uh, I mean, and his players are international, all international players for their respective countries. So they they know uh, they know the intensity and the vigor of a, of a proper test match. Mm. They mm. don't need to be introduced to it or, or slowly, gradually, you know, gain that momentum. They should be able to perform 
from word go. So I think they'll be quite happy uh, with with their preparation, although it is against an understrength uh, provincial side, provincial sides. Mm. But overall, I mean they they ticked a lot of boxes, so they, I, I think they'll be happy. I don't know. Uh, no, no, definitely. Um, I think for me, like, I also think they will be happy because uh, from what I've seen, um, the, the combinations that they've actually tried out, um, some of the players that you would expect to start or we've actually seen in the starting lineup, like, they've all perform- performed well um, up to date, you know, like, and there's also... There's also still that debate of, oh no, this person should have started over this person and and, and of which we are going to get to. Um, But looking at the other camp, you know, the Springboks played their first game since the Rugby World Cup um, final when they won um, against Georgia, you know. So going into that camp and going into um, the coach's box, first of all, I think that's something that I would like to touch on firstly. Um, Springboks had named a new head coach at the beginning of 2020, that being Jacques Nunaba. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on that appointment? Well, or do you want me to share my views first? Okay, yeah. yeah. so well, I, I would say personally, I wasn't too, and I'm still not too happy about it. Um, I think I, do, I understand the appointment at the end of the day because. It's someone that, or Jacques Nubnaba is someone that has worked with Rassia Erasmus throughout his career. Um, looking at his CV from um, what I could find, like, I mean, they was this, um, from 2000, Jacques Nubnaba was the physiotherapist um, of the CADS, um, and then he moved on to a strength and conditioning coach uh, when um, Rassi Erasmus took over the Cheetahs in around about 2005 um, and then from 2008 uh, Rassi moved to the Stormers slash Western Province of which Jacques Nunaba followed is in the same role um, and then he adopted a more defensive coach role um, then when Rassi Erasmus moved um, to Monster in 2016 a year later he was followed by Jacques Nunaba you know, um, and then same thing when um, Rassi Erasmus was called upon to be um, director of rugby of South Africa uh, or South African Rugby Union um, Jacques Nunaba was also named as or was part of the coaching systems um, and then advanced to be head coach but for me I'm not uh, the one thing I'm not really happy about is the fact that Jacques Nunaba doesn't have experience as a head coach throughout his coach, coaching career he's been a Physio, he's a qualified physiotherapist yeah, yeah. and I mean I'm not going to say that you can't be a head coach when you're a physiotherapist but like he doesn't like he's been a strength and conditioning coach defensive coach yeah. here and there and stuff like that but like he doesn't have the experience of being head coach so from what I can judge it's more of a place filler type of vibe because I think I still do think that Rossi is probably the head coach as a director of rugby but then like, I mean, the title goes to Jacques Nunaba at the end of the day. Yeah, no, I fully agree with that. Um, I think when he got appointed, there was a, there was a lot of talk about how um, it's just a political play or whatever because Mos Rassi didn't want to leave. I wanted to leave when the box was still high and, you know, getting praise for the World Cup victory. So I think, like you said, bro, um, <clears throat> Jacques is just place filler for me because I think um, um, Rassi Erasmus pretty much still has um, the majority that's how I feel man um, mm. 
and then with Zwandi the stick there as well we'll probably speak about that as yeah, well yeah, but yeah. yeah i think more than anything rassi rasmus still has a lot of say um in the team um more than we think actually as well yeah no i think i think just to add on to that like as much as it's a place for like, or like the whole political thing of him wanting to leave and a high i think we must also remember that when Rossi was appointed as director of rugby in 20 beginning of 2018 if i remember correctly he was appointed as director of rugby first and his his duty was to actually find a head coach who is going to be suitable for like his role like the role of actually taking the springboks to the world cup um he then felt as though that there wasn't someone who was adequate enough to actually do the role that low to to carry out the duties that he wanted to carry out and he stepped into the role himself so at the world cup he was he actually had two titles or two jobs at the end of the day technically as director of rugby and as head coach so um and it was always going to be a thing of formality that after the world cup um going into the new world cup cycle um a new head coach was going to be appointed to basically fill in that role as like i mean he didn't feel that that role could have been fulfilled in 2018 and he could do that job better himself um Anything else on Jacques Newnaba that you guys want to point out or contribute to? I know, bet, bet, bet. And then moving on to Ford's coach. I think this is Dion Davids. Um, for those who don't know, I think he should have been head coach. Or, I mean, I know from what um, from reports and stuff like that, he was gunning for the job. Um, and I think it probably wasn't going to, it wasn't going to be a bad like appointment um at the end of the day like i mean he has he has coached like his coaching career started in 98 um he's he coached the emerging parks in 2008 um he was part of the lion setup from 2012 from 2011 to 2012 um part of this swd setup um as academy academy head coach from 2012 to 2015 and then was the head coach of the southern kings from 2016 up until 2019 you know i mean his cv is not like the most um the most extravagant in terms of like the big sides he is he has coached but like he has experience and he does have winning experience with those sides you know like he's done he's performed very well um and you can only judge in terms of who Jacques Ninaba is up against at the end of the day and like the only few names on the list are people who actually put themselves up as as candidate and for me at I, I personally feel as though Dion Davids should have been actually given the go-ahead uh, I'd, I'd have to differ, differ with you on, on that one there. Um, I think Dion Davids, his most recent gig at the Kings uh, wasn't the most glamorous. Uh, I think before that he was involved with Borland or SWD. SWD. Uh, so he's, as a head coach, you know, he's, he's, he's coached quite a few minnow teams. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I also I also think that under Rassi Rasmus there's not much room for debate within the Springbok coaching setup. It's either Rassi's way or or the highway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, an example of that is apparently I, I speak under correction that Swasty Brain when when he was an assistant at the beginning of Rassi's tenure wanted to bring in a, a more ball in hand extravagant rugby and Rassi told them in no uncertain terms that nah listen we don't do that here <laughs> so I think uh, Dion if he was appointed head coach he'd still 
work as a puppet for Rassi, just mm. like Jacques Nenaba is. Uh, and that whole, the whole coaching stuff just follows suits. I don't, I might be mistaken, but I don't think there's much debate or there's much room to express yourself as a coach within that coaching group. And I mean, that's fine now because they're the world champions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if things do go south, like they did under Alistair, there'll be a few scapes, scapegoats. Mm-hmm. And I think Dion Davids might be one of them. No, no, too. I mean, I, I totally do get the appointment. And I agree with you in the fact that, like, Jacques Nenaba is probably, for a better way of putting it, is a puppet master, you know, also a puppet and, and Erasmus is the puppet master. Um, and that you probably, like, in terms of, it probably is Erasmus's way or the highway in terms of, and you can contribute here and there in terms of if Rassi feels as though um, your contribution is fair. But like, I feel like at the end of, like, that's that's i argue that like then what's the point of having a head coach then if that's the case like why is rassi director of, i mean i get the whole director of rugby role but like if you're director of rugby you're the director of rugby of the entire nation like you're not coaching only the springboks your involvement is not only in the, on a springbok level yeah. it should be on a under 20 level it should be on a provincial level um, it should be on a club level even, you know, to a certain extent, because like, I mean, like the levels of like the levels of rugby within the country are very vast. And there's like many number of teams that are within South Africa, great number of competitions and stuff like that, you know, so like his role is to direct all of that because he's the director of rugby, you know. Um, but having your sole focus or, or main focus on the Springboks, I feel like it's to a certain extent it does. I don't want to say it neglects, but it does put less um, effort or input within the other structures of which his role of director rugby should. And then the head coach is supposed to be a head coach at the end of the day. So if he's not a head coach, then don't call him a head coach because at the end of the day he's going to be receiving a head coach's salary. Um, and now his role isn't really of a head coach so all of that money is just going to your pals you know mm. <laughs> at the end of the day yeah. um anything anything else you want to add about Dion davis i think for sorry just to go back to your criticism of Dion davis i think i wouldn't necessarily say he had bad, a bad 10 years at the kings i think he did relatively well i think there was also that year when um the kings performed very well when they have when they had a good squad and i would actually put it to that to that like the southern kings and eastern cape um eastern eastern province rugby hasn't been the best union to 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 put it in that way in terms of in terms of talent and um development like we have the resources like there are players you know you look at the likes of mumpipi comes from there like all over the country you'll find there probably are at least a handful of players in each union yeah yeah, that come from eastern cape you know so like at the end of the day how the eastern cape was or the eastern provinces run um played a contributing factor to the level like the resources that he had and i think from what he had um i think he did a relatively good job um i mean i remember that one year they even like they beat the bulls they beat um what year was it uh, i think it was 2017 
the year when Lionel Cunier was playing right. for, oh, I think they even yeah. beat the the the, 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 the force when yeah, he did that the famous cover that yeah. round yeah. the world base basically yeah. should like that year was very that, mm. that year they had a blind of a year so like, you you can tell that when he has the right resources and the right players yes. and stuff like that like there is something that's there you know like there is I mean, I even remember like teams like the Sharks being given a run for their money, you know, but then at the end of the day, the quality of the Sharks, you know, like stuff like the bench also comes, plays a big role at the end of the day. But yeah, um, other coaches, I mean, there's Don Human, um, who from what I can, from what I can gather, doesn't really have like a lot of, or oh, I couldn't find a lot of um, coaching experience. I know he was like a, a four, he's, Cap four times for the Springboks back in 2002, and he's a scrum coach. Um, played for Toulouse as well within his career, and then um, the other coach with it, which is within the system is Da Muzwandile uh-huh. Sticks, <laughs> who was also part of the World Cup um, winning regime and yeah. stuff like that. Um, thoughts on him, and you guys want to say anything about about Muzwandile? Uh, no, Buddha has worked, he's worked really hard. I mean, when he was at the King's Eastern Province, he won that Curry Cup with the Eastern Province and then he was hard done by during Alistair's time where he was sacked uh, as, as his backline coach, I think it was. I think his role now is to organize attack. I think his backline and attack coach attack from second phase or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's very specific. It's a second phase um, type of law, like the launches that they the have. Yeah, yeah. The launches that they have from second phase. So it's not necessarily specific of all of the attack is, is under him, but more specific yeah. to second phase. So you'd assume first phase players come from Rassi. <laughs> uh, yeah, 9-12 set a rack forwards around, around. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, there's not much. He is a World Cup winner. Uh, he does have a World Cup in his mm. belt, uh, so you can't really, can't really fault him. Uh, but I, I would like to just to say that if you look at, I mean, the South African coaching team and other international coaching teams of your top rugby countries, uh, New Zealand comes to mind, and and England. I mean, you've got a guy like John Plumtree as an assistant coach. Yeah, defensive coach for uh, England, I think. And uh, and Matt Proudfoot. In New Zealand, you've got a guy like... I mean, sorry. Plum Trees in New Zealand, yes. In is Plum Tree, oh, yes, yes, yes. Plum yeah. Tree is Plum in New Tree. Zealand. Um, John, John, Mitch- John Mitchell. Mitchell. John Mitchell is John in Mitchell England. John Mitchell and Proudfoot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, with England. So it, it, it's... And those guys are quite experienced, whereas our... Coaching the Springbok coaching staff. Let me not say our. I'm not a Springbok supporter. <laughs> the Springbok coaching staff just lacks that little bit of an experience. I feel uh, as an overall unit. And I think if Rassi were to leave, then they'd be in in big trouble. Yeah, not true. true. Yeah, I think the experience is, is very lacking. Um, just just on that, um, Chaftas, you are quite the Springbok supporter of late. Um, <laughs> what's, what's going on, brother? What's going on? Oh, man, um, it's just I, don't know, I just I just happen to really back and have some faith in the box, building up to the, the Lions series. Um, 
I'm not really a Springbok supporter. I just happened to back them. Uh, so please don't don't get it twisted. No, no, no. I mean, I'm, I'm just I'm just making conversations. I've seen yeah, I've no, seen um, the the support and the the backing of of, of the Springboks. So I was just yes, I was just clearing yeah. that out. Yeah, I know. Um, I just really have a lot of faith in them, building up to. Where's that faith coming from? I think, well, to be honest, um, it's, it's, it has a lot to do with seeing the likes of Apelele Fasi, um, Onohamba, you know, the gents, man, from the Eastern Cape, bro. It's really, it's really nice to see that depth and, yeah, bro, it's really, I think it's it's mainly from that, to be honest. So basically, you're supporting black people? Okay, how are you being Yeah, 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 pretty much, pretty much, pretty much. From my side, I think I've been like pretty much vocal um, throughout this Lions series, and I feel like um, the Springboks are going to be very undercooked when it comes to this Lions series. Yeah, um, sure. I've mentioned it before earlier on that the Springboks haven't played a test since the World Cup, you know, since the 2019 World Cup final, and a lot of the key players, you know, haven't been playing within our within our eye. So you like oh. you look at your my likes pimpies. of Mapimpies, Pollards, Cheslin. I mean Cheslin is Cheslin yeah. is in our eye because yeah. he's just because they're just yeah. the hype is just yeah. too much, you know. But Pollard like Vili, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vili, um, and then you have a lot of you had a lot of injuries last year as well to key players who yeah. yeah, yeah, Lord Diaga Eben as well hasn't been like had an injury as well. So like I mean Coming into this series, when you look at the entire squad, you know, especially the key players, um, there hasn't been the right, like the amount of rugby that you can be like, okay, not sure. Like, even like if it's not if it's not form, it's injury, mm. and sometimes injury comes in place into like comes form. into into the whole form thing, time, and then yeah. out of the out of sight, out of mind type of thing is oh, also a factor. Yeah. But like, look at. Sia Kulisi, you look at Kanyo Am, who are big Sia Kulisi, can I just come in quickly? Yeah, I'm a bit worried about Sia Kulisi, um, because ah, Rodman, like his form hasn't really been that great. We've spoken about this; it hasn't really been that great. And now, um, he didn't play last week against the SAA game, yeah, SAA because game, of COVID. Both of them, and now he's starting and captaining the side. I don't know. I, I'm not too confident about that one. I see it's one of those. Ah, nah. I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Me, I'm not. Okay, first of all, I'm, I'm not the biggest. Yeah. I'm not the biggest Siakulisi fan, yeah, and a so. reason for the reason for that is only because of the number that he's wearing on his back. Um, being number six, um, because as a number six in South Africa, you're an open side flanker, and I feel like as though there are better open side flankers in the country that should or that should be playing ahead of him because he, because he isn't an open side. Yeah. Um, see that is, um, and when you go up against the world's best, um, I feel as though like having an open side like in your in your starting lineup is very like it's very important for yeah. like just the role of the open side in terms of everything that they do from a ball like for ball ball fetching 
perspective, slowing down the ball, down the ball in the rock and some to fit defense, you know, carrying here and there, um, and all of that, you know. So, like, I mean, he does most of those things, but for me, it's the ball, it's, it's like the work on the ground as a fetcher for me, that's where he lacks, and I don't necessarily like back that. Um, it has if, a lack, bro, like, it's poor, it's poor, like, yeah, and like, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, there's the whole chat, and I've had this conversation with a couple of people before. There's the whole chat of, no, like the Springboks don't necessarily play with an open side flanker because he just, like, see, I just hits rocks and everyone in the forwards fetches and stuff like that. Like, that, that doesn't, that, that doesn't, like, to me, that, I don't care about that, dog. Like, everyone can fetch and everyone can be a good fetcher, you know, Malcolm Marks, you know, um, yeah, you our see. props, our props can are also good on the ground, Damien, Damien, Deander, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. But like having a specialist fetcher in your, in your team, so I feel plays a big, a big role. So just to slow down the ball as well. Just to slow down the ball, set your defense and stuff like that. And like South Africa's defense, when it's set, it's, it's yeah. very dangerous. It's, it's very dangerous. It's very dangerous. So, but like his form has very has been very much off. Like, I mean, he did have the injury, and then he moved to the Sharks. And since he's been at the Sharks, he hasn't like set the world alight. You know, um, he hasn't like he hasn't looked like a Springbok to, 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 to put it that way for me. Yeah, personally, I feel with with, with uh, Siakulisi at this present moment. One before I get to that. Uh, People who back him come with stats about how many racks he hits a game. Uh, first phase racks on attack and on defense. I mean, on attack, first phase that he seal secures the ball and all that. I mean, who can't do that? Yeah. <laughs> like my boy, like yeah. who cannot do that in this day and age as a, a forward? Literally every open side flanker, like. If you go through their stats, they probably hit the same number of racks that Sia hits, and they hit them in the same position. Because if the ball comes from, let's say, if it comes from a lineout, um, first phase, Damien DeAndre takes it up. If it's a five-man lineout, exactly, the closest yeah. person there is going to be Sia. And mm -hmm. what is his role to hit that rack exactly. to clear that yeah. board? I so, mean, if you're looking at uh, the Lions, they've got some some proper firepower in terms of guys who can. Who can cause a bit of damage? I love them. Curry, Curry comes to mind. The Watson comes to mind. Uh, so yeah, it's it's very worrying. Secondly, I think Sia overall he's a bit preoccupied with other things yeah. besides rugby. And I mean, it's not a bad thing. Uh, you know, Ibuda must make his 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 money. Get his coin. Uh, but he, he, he and I think he's touched on this himself that he can't neglect the whole rugby side. Mm. Uh, I think last year he got injured and he, it, it felt like he was having the time of his, his life. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing ads, yeah, he was yeah, watching was everywhere. In NBA yeah. in America, he was, yeah. he was just living his best life. I mean, <laughs> What? No, no, it isn't. And um, he was. And it's not always been like that. I remember us, we were all at Grant House and, you know, he was referred to as Chaka Samend. Chaka Samend, yeah. Mm. Uh, before he match, you know, you could see that the Chiscope was, was from yesterday night. <laughs> <laughs> and you could see that, no, he was he was a force to be reckoned with, especially with ball in hand. And I think that's a part of the, the game. That's a part of his game that's really suffered. He's carrying yeah, with ball, ball in hand. Ball in and hand. I think that's mainly 
or partially due to his move from from blindside flank to, to open, open side. side. To open side flank. Yeah, I think that does play a big, a big role because he isn't an open side flank and the blindside flank role does allow for you to carry the ball more, to have more ball in hand. And I think, like, I mean, his his handling skills are very good. You know, that's another thing that we mustn't forget about him is that he's very good with ball in hand in terms of shifting the ball and, and, and you know, so... That has taken a toll. I do. I do agree with you. That has taken a toll in terms of his game when he has had to play the more um, blindside role. But like, I think for me, no man. Like the whole it's like guys, I test. You know, like stats. Do they speak? And and and. But I test comes into a role, and in those yeah. like things like listen to me saying speaking closer. Um, things like no, he hits so many rags. I uh, no, there's so many like there are players who who do the dirty work, but like never get the recognition. I th- like guys, like we do know that we have played rugby and like that does play a contributing factor, but let's not make it seem like no one can't do that role. You know, um, Sika, you asked me earlier on who I would have in terms of um, open side flank. I think for me currently the best open side flank in the country is Marco von Staden. Um, in terms of ball carrying at the like if you do watch the Bulls and I'm a ball supporter so I watch them avidly you know in terms of ball carrying in terms of hitting the rugs um, does it's aggressive it's very aggressive ball on the ground like slows the ball down and wins like quite a number of turnovers you know so um, I, I, I personally like prefer him and I mean there's the whole thing of yeah no open sides do concede penalties and stuff like that I think some sometimes like in rugby you can't have everything like you yeah. can't you can't um like i mean now that the the springboks have gone with see you don't have an open side who fetches so you lose that fetching ability and especially now that Dwayne from union is out uh, yeah. that's that's also another big thing because he was also one of our like primary fetches so so for me i would prefer marco from starting to actually be in the squad to actually also take over that role of a primary fetcher I think also, but I think we'll touch on it a bit later, uh, but I think that's probably why the Springboks chose Guaja, who is someone who's more mobile than, than Jasper. Uh, Visa, yeah, Visa, at number eight. At number eight, to get that option to the ball, on yeah, the no, ball. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, just to speak on someone that I've just mentioned now, playing for Milan. Mm. Big loss. Oh, yeah. Big, big loss, Captain big America, loss, yeah. big loss. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on on his injury and him not being available for this I mean, test series? Because I, I, I think he isn't is available. He no, I don't know. I don't, from in terms of reports and stuff like that, it's not. They're not necessarily saying he is out because I think he kind of is within the squad. Um, but I don't see him actually mm. featuring in yeah. in what's this in the next three tests or the next three weekends. I think it goes without saying that his physical presence and presence here as a rugby player will be like greatly missed however at the same time his leadership's like he's got a lot of experience and um i think sia colisi at the rugby world cup um relied a lot on Dwayne for leadership um i think he mentioned it himself as well and in, in the doc um, um chasing the sun. chasing the yeah. Sun, yeah so i think yeah but he'll be greatly missed um it's really unfortunate if he doesn't get to play at all yeah yeah, Dwayne Vermeulen is, is a massive, massive player for the Springboks. I think just looking back over the years against, he created that try scoring 
opportunity for Fori Duprius when they beat Wales. Oh, yeah, in 2015. And then he also fetched that ball against New Zealand in 2014, which was a crucial penalty as New Zealand were hot on attack, yeah. which won South Africa the game. And he played that game with a broken rib. And in the World Cup final, he was the man of the match. Definitely, yeah. So, just, he is a big game player, you know, in, in the biggest of tests, you want Dwayne Vermillion on your side. Uh, so, he is, a, he is a very huge, huge loss for the Springboks. Uh, his physicality, as both of you have said, will be sorely missed. Yeah. But I just want to, and Jeff has mentioned this, uh, his leadership. You know, mm. Dwayne mm. Has, is, is an anchor of that pack. Uh, he, his attitude, the way the pack plays, he sort of symbolizes mm, mm. that guts determination that we've come Passion, to, to know from, from Springbok packs. So yeah, it's, it's a very big loss, extremely big, and hopefully uh, Visa and, and Kwaha can, can fill in those shoes. Yeah, no, I think for me, for me, I don't think, I mean, Jasper Visa and, and Kwaka can can do their best, but like, I think they won't, they won't be able to fill those shoes f- like fully, you know, like, I mean, okay, first of all, yeah, the whole leadership thing is, is a big contributing factor and like Jasper Visa and Kwaka aren't the leaders that, that, that Dwayne is and I'm not going to expect them to be those leaders, but in terms of general gameplay, like, Dwayne offers so much on the field mm. in terms of lineouts, in terms of ball carrying, defense, um, in terms of fetching as well. Like I mean, I mentioned it earlier. I think in the Springboks, he is currently he is kind of the the primary ball fetcher if Malcolm Marks is not on the field um, as the best ball fetcher. But like even his performances, when you look at the balls, like the balls will be down and out. And I remember this other game where they played. Um, the Stormers, I think, with you know, with all of these South African rugby competitions that have been happening, um, and the Bulls weren't playing well in the first half. I think they were down by at least twelve points or something like that. Um, and the second half, he had a monster of a game. Like he literally, him and Monestein, <laughs> <laughs> him and Monestein literally like carried niggas. They put niggas on their back and they were like, okay, no prize. Like, as Wednesday, this is not going to happen. Um, this performance is like, is out of character and we're not going to let this slide, you know. And they eventually won the game like, um, by like a two, two, three pointer. Like, it was something that like, the margins are very small, you know, and his performance was just like, was just great. Um, yeah, man. And then I, I think other people that have been missing through injury, Arches um, Neyman is also not going to be available with yeah. that whole freak accident that happened um, yeah. with with the whole fire. I mean, Dialindi is, is available. Yeah. Um, he also spoke about Lourdes Diara, who has also recently come back from injury. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is currently like is going to feature on the bench in terms of when we get to the starting lineup. But his match minutes haven't been like that great. Um, in terms of preparation for the box, what do you guys think of like how the box come in, like come into the whole test series? You know, they've played technically they've played two, three games all in all uh, since 2019 as the Spring Box. Um, taking into fact, uh, taking into consideration the whole SAA games, or actually let's say two games because like I mean the whole starting 
guys yeah. you know have played the two games being um the the one test against georgia, georgia. the second one got um cancelled because of COVID, covid and then the saa game against british and irish lines um how do you guys think about the preparation of the Springboks coming into the tour, you know, considering people who are off, who aren't on the greatest of form, considering um, people who are also coming back from injuries, you know, considering injuries that actually are happening. Um, yeah, you know, what do you guys think? Yeah, um, I think you mentioned there's been a lot of guys in the camp that have been away, like away from our eyes. Um, you mentioned oh, Cheslin, obviously Cheslin, we've seen quite a lot of him. Ches, um, Fili Leroux, um Pollard. Pollard, just like that so i think as a team you also mentioned that, that the last time they played as a team was in the final which was in 2019 so and only having played two games this year kind of makes gives you the feel that they're probably undercooked um but yeah uh hopefully uh, I, I just hope <laughs> i really hope the Jets like managed to pull it off because yeah um, well i think out of with the the squad that they picked for the, the the match day 23 21 of them were involved in that world cup campaign yeah so although they haven't had much game time they're quite familiar with with the game plan the systems and, yeah. and how they want to go about it uh and i mean south africa's game plan is not very complex it's not and it's very simple yet very effective uh and you've got some guys who are who don't need much game time but will give you a, a, an a great performance you know you look at a guy like bongi you look at bongi Bonambi, <laughs> 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 you look at a guy like it's a bit than mostat uh do it you know you know what you're going to get from, yeah. from yeah, i mean yeah. peter steph came back from injury yeah. And, yeah, play, and has been playing 80 minutes consistently from the get-go. From the get-go, yeah. Whereas the, when Sia yeah. came back from injury, you know, after half-time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit confusing, but anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, you, 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 you have guys, I think most of this, the, the team that's going to do battle, though they might be undercooked, you know, they, they know how to go about their business. Mm. Uh, and I think that's why they've been picked. Uh, if, if we had a full-on rugby season last year, I think this team would have been a bit different. different. Mm. I think Villarou, for example, would have faded away. Uh, yeah, a couple of guys would have probably faded away. Yeah. Due yeah. to age, amongst other things. Mm. Uh, so yeah, Rassi and, and Jacques have really they're going into this this test series uh, backing backing tried and tested. Yeah. Tried and tested uh, comrades. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean. Look at the likes also in terms of, I mean, there is also players that are on form, you know, your Damon Allenders, you know, Damon has played like very, very well um, for Munster in, in, in the past season. Um, Chasen Kobe, we spoke, Chasen Kobe, um, we spoke about him extensively and he's been doing wonders for Toulouse as well, you know, um, filling in at the 15, 10 jerseys at sometimes, you know, but also setting the world alight. Um, even Etzebeth, I feel like, also has been good. So, like, I mean, I, I, I get the whole thing of, yes, I mean, it is tried and tested. 21 of the 23 has been in the World Cup setup uh, or was in the World Cup setup. Um, so, like, I mean, on that perspective or on that angle, you can argue that, I mean, the level of, 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 of cooking may not necessarily be 
like underwhelming you know it may be it may actually be it may actually be good um i just feel as uh, as uh, i wish for, for from a springbok point of view i wish they actually had more tests and yeah. even 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 like the georgia test like i mean it was it was great that they did play georgia um from a georgian point of view because like i mean they don't get uh, enough opportunity to play against tier one nations um but like more of a more of a, a testing side you know even like at um in italy or something like that you know something that's like this would be like a better quality side than Georgia, you know. How many games were they supposed to play against Georgia? They were supposed to play two. They were supposed to play two, and well, then COVID. Yeah. It it was rumored that they approached New Zealand rugby actually. Oh yeah, mm. and then they. And yeah. then it, it was a whole thing of New Zealand would have to come here quarantine, and, uh, so it wouldn't be worth it. Yeah. Uh, and also you can't play your hundredth test yeah, match. Hundredth, yeah, not. No, is it hundredth? Yeah, hundredth test match yeah. between the two nations. As a warm-up. Oh, <laughs> I, I didn't know that was coming yeah. up, actually. That's that's so great. That is actually so good. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, that one has to be a big one. That one has to be a big one. Um, but yeah, man, I think, like, if you look at the squad, you know, Pollard as well has also been playing well for Montpellier. I think they went to semi-finals of the French top 14. Uh, I stand to be corrected, but they went very far in that competition. So there are a couple of players that, you know, Faf as well has been doing well at sale. Um, so there are a couple of guys who are actually um, relatively on form and, you know, like, I mean, tried and tested in terms of that. I just feel as though that... I wish they probably would have had more experience or more yeah. test experience because probably another country, like another factor of the whole big squad, you know, that you can argue is that like that's the reason why that the squad is so big is for them to actually carve out two teams and stuff like that yeah. and actually go up against each other of which you would expect. Um, but like, I mean, it's, it, it, the test that you get from a training at a, a training camp isn't going to be the same as what you are going to get from at a, a lion side um uh anything else in terms of the spin box coming into the series uh, before we move on to the starting lineup um, i just want to ask you guys who do you think just give me like top five guys that you feel like were hard done by in terms of being cut off or didn't make the initial was it 46 yeah yeah 46 yeah yeah 46 um, five guys, uh, Marcel Kutsia, Jan Sefontaine, um, Cornell Hendricks, Ron Nokia, and Ron Nokia is the lock from the Bulls. Like he, no, he had a very, he had a very good, he's had his courses been... from the Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then, uh, I think. Akar van der Marwa, you can yeah. kind of throw into the hat, but like, I mean, also Joseph Dweber did, I think, feel like he did deserve the call up. Yeah, he um, And he's the only other hooker that you can, like, mm. you know, you know, um, basically. So I think another person that he, we probably have overlooked and don't really consider like that now, like that much, and we should, is, is Cohen Bosch. I mean, I, f- I feel as though, um, as much as his performances haven't been like his form isn't at the highest level i think he's been relatively good for the sharks you know um i think the sharks in the past like since since um the end of normal super rugby because of COVID, yeah, uh because yeah. they were on form yeah, the sharks were yeah, on form yeah. he was on form yeah. like every everything was, was just kicked, flying yeah. Yeah. like it was like it was firing and all cylinders you know um and then since when they came back like they haven't been the greatest and i think yeah. they packed 
plays a big contributing factor to that. I don't feel like the pack has been very good um, since that time. And like, I mean, it's it's very difficult as a fly half to to actually be on the front foot and to actually have a good game when your pack isn't like giving you front football, uh, easy ball, quick ball, and stuff like that. You know, so I feel as though like current Bosch is someone that like shouldn't be out of sight out of mind and like should actually be considered or back into the consideration of a springbok caller but wait um how many flowers do they have in the they currently have three pollard, pollard alton and morning and morning deserves to be oh, yeah. so you're saying that they should have kicked out stain no, no 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 as a utility back oh okay, okay. as a utility back because Kern can also play fullback yeah yeah you yeah, know true. so true. That's that's not out of the picture, but like, I mean, you, you do understand the fact that having four different flyer halves in a in a camp yeah. is probably just a bit too much. Mm. Um, but maybe in, in like maybe going forward in terms of end of the year talk, because I do still expect Stain to be there for the rugby championship. Because um, like I mean, is like he it hasn't he didn't get released um, yeah. from 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 the squad, so. I think in terms of towards the end of the year tour, I personally like to see Cohen Bosch in there for Morning Stain, even though this is a Morning Stain Stan <laughs> podcast. Um, just just from the list that you gave, I, rec- I recognize that you didn't mention Matos Tamwe. Um, I'm I'm not a big fan, but I think Pengwe, ah, I would choose Matos Tamwe for Pengwe any day. I just feel like Pengwe is ah, <laughs> uh, a bit of one one-dimensional player. Do you, do, do you know why I feel as though Penga is there because, like ahead of Matosh? I think it's more of Penga is there. Same with Usanelo Nohamba. Um, it's it's a thing of they're trying to, or from what I understand, they're trying to recognize players that are coming through the system, coming through the ranks. You know, yeah. coming through the whole. Um, sure. SA, it was SA under 18, SA yeah, under 20, 20. within those yeah. camps, is, okay. you, you, you okay. see all of those stuff. Okay. So I think, but like, I don't think they should have been there myself. Like, I mean, I, I haven't, I didn't really consider Madosh Tomber and like, it's a very good shout out, you know, because Yao Penguin's form has also has, hasn't been, you mm. know, like, I mean, he deserved to, to, to get that low yeah. move to the Sharks and yeah. he performed well enough to like, why aren't he starting that? Yeah. He held his own. But ever since Matosh Tambo has gone to the Bulls, he's looked mm. up a 10 times better player. You know, yeah, like, I yeah. mean, and he has all of the basics, you know, like, as in good under the high ball, pace, good finishing. Apparently, his positioning at the back is not that great. Who's this, Matosh? Yeah. Okay, maybe. Um, may, maybe. Yeah, I got exposed in the final. Yeah. Last. Benetton. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, maybe. Apparently, he's lonely at the back. He's lonely, man. <laughs> yeah, apparently, like, whenever they kick back and he's alone, he seems a bit like unsure and then he gets isolated yeah because i yeah. think you know, I also madush isn't someone that I, like i mean I don't, i'm not gonna say he started like rugby late but he isn't like from from what i record and what i hear from people he wasn't someone who who you'd necessarily like expect to actually make it pro right you know um he's one of those guys who's been like fast and knows mm-hmm. how to score tries sure. you know sure. so 
so when quick, it, yeah, it's very quick you know so like people people do kind of doubt him in terms of like you knew him from a lion's perspective in terms of through the ranks yeah. um through school and stuff like that people don't really back him that much or didn't back him that much unless you knew him and you were like a fan of him but generally they they would like be like ah oh, matosh you know those type of vibes but for me i would i would just say like as as much as that could necessarily be true um he's taken his opportunities yeah. every opportunity that he's been given i feel from the lines going to the sharks i mean the sharks was a bit shaky yeah. but now at the bulls, bulls being yeah, recruited by jake white you know and he's taken with both hands and definitely deserves a look in um starting lineup right one more question yeah. um i stand to be corrected but similarly got released ne? yeah From yes the, yes, um, yes jesse Creel is still youngish once he's in his 20s still yeah jesse Creel was in the under 20s and 20 yeah. 14 i think that was his final year ah. so that was seven years ago so he should be around 26 27. Mm. but do we all agree that um similarly is like five prospect and potentially one of best centers to come through the ranks uh, yeah 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 no no definitely do you guys see him like excelling in a like international level i think it's touch and go and i think he can ah. i just think i feel as though like he's a very good player you know his mm. his rugby iq is very is very good and that's what i feel like is very important when you do play that 13 jersey especially at an international level um and when it comes to defense and offense you know um i think he is a very good player i think he is capable of becoming an international and like you know having his place there like the issue now or the issue that I feel is that Lucanio Am is also not too young. You yeah, know? I see. And Lucanio Am is considered as yeah. one of the best outside centers in the world. You know, um, so it's very tough for him to actually yeah get no. that jersey. And it's not like it's not like it's okay. No, no, I was going to say it's not like it's a winger's job where you can play both wings and stuff like that. He's only play center from what i know he does only play center um he can start in a 12 but i think he he's prefers his more of a 13 in terms of his gameplay um yeah so anything from your side Tuts, with wandy uh yeah i just and also uh, the, the the his game compared to lukanyo am's game it's very different he's more of an attacking player yeah true whereas you know ibuda is more of a defensive yeah. reader of the game uh and sort of identify space for for his wingers and stuff like that. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, whereas Similani is more of a I'll do it myself, I'll do it myself. Kind, yeah. of, kind of guy. So I think he needs one of two more seasons just to mature a bit. Uh, because, you know, every time I think of, every time someone asks about a player, I just think of them lining up against the best team in the world, the All Blacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, best team, well. best team in the world won the World Cup 2019. <laughs> It's all right, it's all right, that's right, a debate. All right, all right, yeah. Um, yeah, man. Okay, I, I totally get, I totally get what you mean. I think, yeah, in terms of him lining up against the All Blacks, I mean, we would only know if we would see it. But from what we would say, I think I, I wouldn't necessarily say he would struggle. But like, I mean, I don't think he would. It could be like it could easily be found out, you know, because mm-hmm. at an international level, the game is is is, is at a different level. Yeah. It's at a different level. Um, Springbok starting lineup for the weekend. We've got Oxenche at Loosehead Pop, uh, Bongi Bonambi, Chevanyakane, or Black Front Row. 
um, Eben Elizabeth and Franka Mostert at Logs, Sia Kodisi, Peter Stiff and Guaja in the Lucy's, Fav and Pollard in the halfback positions, Mapimpi, um, Damien Adenda, Lucanio Arm, Jason Kobe and Vili LaRue to close out the rest of the back line and then um, the bench, Malcolm Marks, um, Kitov, uh, Malherba, Lua Diaga, Alstad, Herschel Yankees, Elton Yankees and Damien Valimsa. Thoughts? Oh, just to touch on the front row, um, it's quite interesting mm. uh, having that all black front row, oxen chair, not much experience. Uh, and and Trevor's sort of an old an old dog in the fight, uh, and Bongi obviously a World Cup winning hooker. I think the tactic it's definitely a ploy. Uh, you know, I think the Springboks want to have their best front row on in the latter stages of the game of the game to win some crucial penalties, uh, which which could prove. Very critical. Very critical. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and the front row. I mean, it's not a very, it's not a bad front row at all. Uh, not a bad front row at all. I mean, Trevor struggled against uh, the the Lions when he played for SAA. Mm. Uh, just kept on missing the bind. Uh, but hopefully. Do you remember who he was, he was coming up, up up against? Was it Vin Jones? No, it was it was uh, Marco. Vinipula. Marco Vinipola, Okay. Uh, I'm, it's quite surprising that they haven't picked uh, Vincent Koch. Oh, in the in the, the, yeah. in the match day 23, given the fact that he plays for Saracens, and he would have scrummed yeah. against a lot of the guys he, he in, he in would the be, Lions yeah. in the Lions yeah. team. Yeah. So that's quite surprising that they gave Ox. I think he's a he's a tight no, head. But, uh, um, Ox, no, Vincent Koch is a tight head. Oh, uh, yeah. then yeah. So he would go up against Nyakane. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm quite surprised at that. Mm. Uh, but saying yeah, just the tight five for me personally, the tight five will, will and the battle there will be crucial. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. Definitely. Um, Chafta, anything from your side? Yeah. Um. I don't know much about scrumming, especially with front row, but. One thing I must say I like about Mbonam is that he's a workhorse ball. Mm. And that's one thing that I'm looking forward to on, on, on Saturday when he when he runs on. Um, Nyakane, yeah, like you said, he was struggling against the Lions. Um, so I'm, I'm not too confident about that. But either than that, um, the other um, three gents, four, four gents except Nyakane, yeah. It's a bit, his presence is going to be essential. Um, yeah, it's going to be a proper one. Oh no, definitely. Um, I think the views of, of, of the guys in terms of Trevor Nyakane are very fair in terms of, like, I mean, he just struggled against SAA and um, that was surprising. But like, I think I think from my perspective, I think the whole, it is going back to the whole child and tested. And like Nyakane's form um, going coming into the, the tour series has been relatively good in terms of not only scrumming but his channel play um, you know um, around the park and stuff like that so and I, like, I mean with with Vincent Koch um, what I think is, is something that's against him is the fact that Saracens over the past year have been playing in the second division in England um, so like I mean the level of competition at the end of the day hasn't been that high um, so like I'm not gonna say like he isn't he, he isn't well equipped to actually do the job, but like I mean, 
you are going to try and go for form. And I think that was a very good spot from you, Tats, the fact that the best the best front row is actually on the bench. You know, like Steven Kutsov has been playing very well for the Stormers and for the and for South Africa um, in the games that he has played. Um, so has um, Bucks Benzer, Mahoba. He has been scrumming very, very well. So that is going to, that is going to be very, um, very crucial when it comes to those last 20 minutes you know um and we do know the springboks are they try like they they, they try not only try they actually are very forward dominated mm-hmm. um so that's going to play a big role you sees uh i think i was very shook with the whole guaja being at eight but i think i'm not too surprised i mean it's the whole thing of I was watching. I was watching a video on on Guaja, um, well, on how the spin box is setting up, you know, and like speaking about Guaja at eight, and um, this is from Squidge, you know, um, Squidge, and he, yeah, yeah. and he was saying that like from I didn't watch Chasing the Sun, um, but it was like it was spoken about. Why are you shook? You're a bug fan, bro. I don't watch Chasing the Sun. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's propaganda in me. Ah. <laughs> Apparently, on chasing the sun, the reason, like Rossi said, the reason why Guaja was um, went to the World Cup is because he's one of like in terms of his like rugby IQ is very yeah. very oh, yeah, high. Yeah, like yeah. like he was con- like apparently he was contributing to um, so, like in terms yeah. of like analysis and 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 stuff like along those lines you know in terms of seeing the game and actually playing out you know and he was also speaking about how like um Dwayne's role defensively was 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 also so big in the world cup and the fact that he like he would he wasn't much of a primary tackler but you would like control the defense in terms of saying okay no like see when things are changing like, so you know how mm. within like for instance you take it up in the middle you come around like mm. you come around the corner All forwards right. come around the corner yeah. and then if that's going to switch back you know um they're going to fold back like he's he spots that and directs the player but okay no 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 don't don't overfold okay. like watch the and stuff like that yeah. you know so his work defensively on comms mm. um was very big and that's the role that Guaja is actually looking to play okay. you know so it, but like i mean the physical presence of of, of guaja just red card lions in the final of those super oh, yeah. that, that that makes people updates yeah. yeah that gets people that rubs is people like the wrong way no 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 it's not hard-headed it's just it just rubs people the wrong way and i feel like it's the whole like people aren't or kind of like throwing him like not throwing him under the bus but like they kind of like not too happy with his selection okay. basically um and yeah ultimately I, I don't mind the selection of of, of eight it's just i was i don't want to say i was surprised but i kind of was at the same time um because i feel like jasper's visa has been very good yeah. you know mm-hmm. he's been yeah, very I'm good in sure. the in the warm-up games um backline can i just raise the <clears throat> An important question here. Where where do we stand with Faf? <laughs> uh, I, I I just feel like he's not tactically sound, or, or he, he his execution is not always the best. I mean, against the British, 
in the Irish Lions when he played for SAAs. He kicked a couple of, mm-hmm. of box kicks that just went straight up, yeah. uh, which is a bit worrying for me. I know he, he has strength and, you know, he's feisty he's presence, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and all of that. But from a nine, I, I, I would prefer someone who's more tactically sound. sound. Uh, but then again, he is familiar with the game plan with the game plan and mm. he has worked game well with, yeah. with, with Pollard and I mean he and Pollard really direct things and they kick a lot of ball mm. <laughs> yeah, they do. yeah they do. so if you want to kick that amount of, of of ball you've got to kick it you got to kick smart and you you've got to kick, kick accurately. Yeah, kick smart and kick well. Because, I mean, the whole the old the old saying that you know, a kick is as good as its chase. Like it's yeah. it's something that's it's it's an old saying for a reason. You know, like mm. I mean, if your kick isn't good, like the chase is on, it is it isn't going to be good. And now people are like it's easy to blame it on the chase, but not on the kicker. Okay, yeah. You know. Um, so yeah, like I think for me, Faf, I think that's been Faf's weakness even before he left. Yeah. Um, his tactical kicking was something that I mean, you, you question a lot. And if you actually do think about it and look back throughout Rossi's pre World Cup tenure, you you arguably be surprised as why as how Faf has actually played so many times and has been involved so many times because of that weakness you know but I think at the end of the day I think it goes back to that thing of tried and tested you know going the whole combination of him and um, him and Pollard at, you know, like within your halfbacks um, so yeah the thing is I also don't know who like, who could, who, who could yeah, replace yeah, him because you know? like yeah. Herschel Yankees hasn't been playing very well and I don't think his kicking is also that good in yeah. the next the next uh, scrum off who's in the squad is Gorbis Reinach who yeah. whose Can kicking I, is, is good but like um, there's something that's lacking from Gorbis's game that you like uh, Bolter uh, you know I mean they call back Mone Stein and I don't know who watched the game yesterday between the Cheetahs and the uh, and Western involved, Province yeah. but uh, the fossil the Ruan Pinar I mean he's He's still tactically got sound, you know. He's played a lot in the southern, in the northern the hemisphere. Northern, sorry, yeah. I think he played for Ulster. Ulster, yeah, he did uh, for a number of years, and he's he's experienced. Uh, and I mean, he would fit right, like a glove in this whole SA setup because they don't the Springboks don't do that whole thing of creating quick ball. Right? They just don't do that. Yeah, it's not necessarily quick ball to get over the advantage line, line they yeah. use the big force to they, they use muscle more yeah. than speed yeah uh to, to get over there and they they can i mean on counter with chisel and colby oh. i read an article the other day where gatlin said they've had conversations around not kicking to chisel and colby mm. well that might be a ploy uh, just media mind games or it might yeah, be yeah, the truth. You never, yeah, you never know these guys, eh? Uh, and I mean, with high balls, uh, Ibuda, Mampi, yeah, he, he doesn't really compete in the air. He just <laughs> waits for you to come down and tackle you. <laughs> <laughs> He's not really a, a jumper, you know, aerial. You know, he just... Fuff, <laughs> <buff> boxes... <laughs> My pimpy chases, waits for you to come down, safe tackle. tackles you. Oh, yeah. defense is set. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be quite interesting to see how that whole kicking duel plays out. Mm. 
it'll be quite interesting. Yeah. I mean, you are going to get into the the, the, the precision Irish line side, but I also look at like the the nine that they've picked and they've picked Ali Price. You know, who's who isn't also like your over like Murray. Your, yeah, over my over Conor Murray, your well-renowned kicker. You know, because like if and I think that 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 speaks in terms of how the game like the Lions are actually looking to play. Because um, if Conor Murray was being picked, I mean that that was going to be indication. a indication of how they are looking to play off nine. Um, from the back line, I think any from my side, I don't think like I mean, there's anything else to say. Like it is the World Cup winning try and test it, yeah. World Cup World Cup winning side from nine till fifteen. Um, we've watched, or you guys have watched, chasing the sign. You guys know the importance of Vili, um as that second playmaker, oh. Damien Allenda as that fourth in inverted commas as that fourth loose forward yeah, slash yeah. center um defensively and um uh-huh. kobe with the form that he's on um my pimpy as well playing relatively well i think he i think he had a good i think he had a good um run out in japan um so yeah man i can mean it's a good it's a good it's a good um it's a good back line <laughs> Um, I was just like with the bench. I was just a bit taken back by the fact, or, or surprised by how Alstart made um, the the twenty three. I, I, I didn't. I didn't. I heard of. Who is he? Ahead, who would he be ahead of? The, the Dupriers, um Alstart. Oh yeah. You'd be ahead of the Dupriers, You'd be ahead of the Aspervisa. They've gotten their marching orders. Yeah, yeah, they've they've gotten their marching orders. Yeah, I think Jean Luc got injured in that game against the Bulls. His knee. Um, Dan hasn't been playing that much because COVID. Um, yeah, like I mean, like you do look at the squad and you're like, okay, who else would be there? I think Jasper Visa. But the oh, thing man. is with Jasper Visa, you kind of box yourself in in terms of who you can replace. Is Elsit a six or seven? He's a blind side. That's quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, so probably, yeah, Kolisi is. Yeah, Kolisi will, will, will be replaced. Will be replaced. And I think will that's probably go. Yeah. We'll probably move too hard. I think Bahu is going to stay to eight. Play both blind sides. Yeah. What? I think I think they're going to play both blind sides. Oh. As as in terms of when it comes to the end of the game, when mm. you need that defense, that work rate, right. and 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 because okay. like not that we're saying CIS work rate isn't. Yeah, like, call yourself Michaela Fast. Are you replaced? There was not much debate. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like also with Kulisi though, he is coming back. The whole COVID thing also speaks to how yeah. he will easily be replaced Placed, yeah. um, or quickly replaced. You know, um, so it's, yeah, I think also I think they're gonna play two because I mean if 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 Elsa was gonna play eight, then why not go for Jasper Visa? In, no. in, in my opinion, because like I mean, then you shift Guaja to open side, so, and then you play Jasper Vise at eight off the bench. So I think he's gonna come off, and and they're gonna play dual uh, blind sides. Um, besides that, I don't have anything else to say. I think Kershaw, I like, think Kobe Sarnek was also Alton, unlucky not to Alton, make it. Alton, Alton, Alton. Alton. I'm listening. Uh, you've got Mone staying in your squad. Yeah. Uh, BMT. Mm. Been there, Be done, there that. Been there, done that. Been there, done that. And Elton, he's a bit like you just don't know what you're going to get with him. I feel, yeah, yeah, he's a bit of a. 
He's a maverick. Yeah, yeah, he's a maverick. You just you don't know what's what's going to happen. So I personally would have gone with. But then again, I don't think he'll get too many minutes. That's the thing. I was about to say that I don't think Elton will get a lot of minutes. Like Pollard is just coming back from an injury, is he not? He he he's he is. Um, what injury was it? I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure what injury it was. Um, but I don't know because there's also Damien on the bench. But Damien hasn't been playing as a fly half. He's been playing as a centre and fullback. So, and I think he. Do you, but you don't take thing off though. You don't take Damon Allender off for Damon Willemser. No. Yeah, you. That would yeah, be very difficult. That would be like I don't but know. I don't. I don't see that. No, no. He's done very well. He's done very well. He comes on. He's done very well in the top jersey. And I think, but the thing is, like I, I have this issue with Damon Willemser, and I feel like Damon Willemser in South African rugby will not reach his ceiling, um, and the reason being is that the coaches in south africa both at provincial and at national level are they give it like they have two very very different roles for him you know mm. um rassi sees damon as a 12 slash 15 but more 15 type of vibes um and he's a guy dobson yeah, yeah dobson john dobson at the stormers slash province sees him as a fly half you know as your playmaker as yeah. your primary playmaker even you know and the way that now you are grooming this guy into international rugby because now he's used to playing this and this is how and i think for me personally i feel as though dobson has it perfectly i, I feel damon for says a playmaking mm. fly half and that's the role he should play you know like mm. i mean you should go up against Pollard, you should go up against alton you should go up against Horson, all of these guys, Bosch, all of these guys, you know. No. Um, so in that fly half position, and then can deputize as a fullback, similar like your Bird and Barrett, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but now, what we're doing with him is that we're just playing around with him between 12, 15, 10, and now he's not settling in. And it's so important to settle into a position, especially at international level, um, especially when you are a prodigy type of vibes, you know, yeah. you, you that you've got a high ceiling as a prospect, to settle in that position that you that is your position, and so that you can actually work on those like touch-ups that make you or mm. that that make you reach that ceiling because it's not like he plays badly when he mm. plays 12 or 15 he he comes on he does a good job he's still Damien Willem so you know we're still like oh wait great 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 you know but like he should be performing at a higher level you know um that's just my opinion on that but Elton also Elton in that SAA game yo yeah, yeah. Yo, he was shocking when he came on no he was shocking to say the least he was He's shocking. Got his days, bro. Hot, cold. Oh, he was shocking. He's not consistent. Yeah, yeah. He blows. Uh, he's more like a provincial legend, you know. <laughs> like he's a Lions legend, and that's where it should oh, stay. Yeah. Once you talk about, profe- I mean, sorry, the test test match level, he got his run under Alistair, mm. an extended run, and and it was an extended run, eh? I mean, uh, he was a f- the Springbok flower for a good season. Two seasons. So, and what did he do within that time? You know, he could have claimed stake to the 10 jersey. I mean, guys like Pat Lambie never got that opportunity. 
Paul, yeah, yeah, yeah. Padlam, you Padlam, because Padlam, got injured in that first that, that, that first test of under Alistair, no. under, under Alistair's under Alistair's tenure, and that was it. That was it. And in South Africa, there's just each year there's a factory of flyoffs coming. I mean, who's that kid who played for SAA? Was it last year? Volata. Yeah. Volata, yeah. yeah. Cade, Cade uh, If you look at the we have now, a Bosch is matriculated 2015. You guys bad Volata. Films, uh, 2016, Polar 2012. No, yeah, 2012. Yeah, yeah, 2012. So that's in one sort of generation. Kind of, yeah. You've got all these these fly-offs. Now, Volata, I don't, I, I haven't really watched much of him. I don't, I think that's. I, I think that's the same. I mean, I haven't watched much of him myself, yeah. but I, I don't. From what I've seen online, boy, he seems good. From what I've seen, I haven't watched much either, but. Mm, yeah, but the thing is, I feel like he's he's back. Like I'll put him in that Sanele no Humber bracket, in that thing of they backing him and they giving him like all of this experience because he's coming through the ranks and because they are. They're backing him. Yeah. They are backing him. They are backing him. Um, but I don't know, man. Anything else just to round out the whole Springbok setup? I know, so nothing from um, the Springboks. Uh, onto the counterparts, British and Irish Lions. Um, going through, I mean, we're going to go through the whole coaching setup. Um, same structure in terms of the coaching setup, the squad, and then we're going to look at the starting 23 for this weekend. Um, head coach Warren Gatlin, um, any opinions or anyone? Do you guys think it should have been anyone else or, you know? Uh, I think Gatlin rightfully got the nod i mean as a head coach he is unbeaten in yes, terms of yes, series. yes 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 he drew the last one and won down under in australia so that's that's a big boost from him and he was in south africa as an assistant 12 years ago in 2009 yeah uh, so i did mention earlier that he knows what what the lion's all about and he knows how to approach this sort of this sort of series mm, you know mm. assembling a group of players and and going from different nations and doing the business. So I think, I mean, if you look at the coaches in the Northern Hemisphere, the only other person really would be Eddie Jones. Eddie Jones. Uh, mm. But yeah, yeah. I also don't. I also don't think that Eddie Jones was, or the time was necessarily right um, for him to to be the head coach. Um, I mean, another name that I do have down here as I mean. A, Possible, possible is Joe Schmidt. Uh, yeah, Joe Schmidt is actually he's quite good. I mean, he took Ireland to they were number one. Number for like one a in week the world. So. <laughs> no, no, but uh, they were number one for oh yeah, actually a week. <laughs> yeah, and then they lost to Wales. The World Cup. Yeah, like like pre World yeah. Cup. World yeah, Cup yeah, sure. and stuff like, <laughs> he was world, world number one. But like he did, he did win the Six Nations with Ireland and. And he did beat the All Blacks. Uh, in Chicago, twice in Chicago and, and in, 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 yeah, in Dublin, and in Dublin, and the last time he played against South Africa, I think they won thirty-three-three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was a win Yeah. So I think, yeah, Joe Schmidt could have possibly been something, but he hasn't coached. I mean, since the World Cup, he hasn't been actively coaching. Yeah, that's true. No, but like I mean, the the coaches were also decided. I think prior to the World Cup, uh, if I remember correctly. So I mean, he probably was still 
kind of in contention. Yeah, but I think I, th- I think um, in terms of a head coach for the Lions, I think the whole understanding the whole Lions culture, the whole setup and stuff like that is very important. Um, and I think Warren Gatlin being there, being there, done that is it plays a role, especially if you haven't, if you were, if you aren't of like a native of the British and Irish Lions, because I mean, Joe Schmidt, Warren Gatlin and Eddie Jones are not from Europe. Yeah, you know, they're yeah. like the, the first two are from New Zealand and Eddie Jones is from Australia. Yeah. Um, so you, I think you kind of have to be there in some other capacity before you are granted the head coach's role because it is very, it's a very difficult, like you've mentioned before, it's a very difficult role to take upon, like in terms of the whole dynamics of putting together for like na- like like players from four different nations um coming up with a game plan and then executing that over three tests over one of the best sides in the world um i think i think that's probably why eddie jones wasn't necessarily in the running or wasn't necessarily picked um and i mean warren gatlin is undefeated as it stands um Hopefully that does continue from my side. In terms of my prediction, that's what I'm predicting, that he will remain unbeaten as... What do you mean, Naibu? Aren't you a Bok fan, bro? I'm a fan of rugby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, man. I, I, no, but that's just my prediction that uh, I think the Lions are going to win. I think, yeah, I mean, we'll get to our predictions later, but just to say that off the bat. Um, assistant coach, uh, we've got Greg Townsend as one of the assistants who is currently the Scotland's head coach, has been Scotland's head coach since 2017, as a coach Glasgow from 2012 to 2017. Um, I think he's also part, like he's the tag coach, yeah. um, from what I understand. So he's basically going about the shape of the attack um, from set pieces and general play. Um, any thoughts on on him in general or? Yeah, I mean, if you look at Scotland since 2017, they've had, it's been a roller coaster. I mean, he has overall, I think he has improved mm. Scotland uh, in terms of their game. This year, earlier this year, they did beat England. Yeah. You know, at Twickenham, with and they put some points on them. Yeah. <laughs> so, on an attacking point of view, you know, he has brought another dimension. But with that being said, he failed to to take Scotland past the group stages of the World Cup, yeah. mm. uh, where he, you know he was subdued by by a Japanese team. Uh, yeah. So, so he's attacking philosophy because I'm under the impression that with Scotland as well, he directs all the attacking players. Yeah, yeah, from from what I understand as well. Um, I think that for me, in terms of Greg Townsend, I think he was a good appointment because the way that Scotland do attack, it's very it's very modern. Um, mm. I was also, like, just to reference this again, I was going through um, another video of, of, of Squidge and he was talking about how Scotland have actually evolved, like, or have evolved their own form of that um, two, three, no, one, one, three, two, two um, attacking f- formation for the forwards. Um, and that's very interesting to see how it's actually going to play out within the actual test, you know, because I also did mention earlier on, I think they have been holding it back from a British and Irish Lions perspective. And we only got to see it like for the first time up against like the 
I mean the Sharks and a bit here and there in the SAA game but like not too much um, so I think that's going to be interesting um, defensive coach is Steve Tandy who's Scotland's um, defensive coach um, from 2019 up until now also was part of the Waratahs setup in 2018 and 29 up until 2019 also part of the Osprey setup from 2012 to 2018 um, so from him I think that's also like I mean in terms of our knowledge with the other assistance coaches it probably isn't that fast but it's a I think it's a good appointment um, Scotland's defense is it's it's okay you look at the their centers and Chris Harris and Hugh Jones. Um, I mean, for me, defense also is just like your centers is, is very important when it comes to defense and um, how they defend is actually, it's actually very good. You know, you also mentioned that that uh, that England test um, where they won and at Twickenham. And I think generally throughout the Six Nations um, over the past two years, um, Scotland have actually done well or relatively well, you know, because you usually assume or like you usually see them being that nation that um, only wins against Italy um, yeah. and then they, they're just a walk over. Um, other coaches uh, include Robin McBride. Um, sorry if I butchered that. Um, who is the, who's currently the less less Leinster uh, coach? I think is also kind of involved within um, the Irish setup. Um, yeah, I you know he's also part. He was also he has also worked with Gatland um, from 2007 to 2019. So it's someone that Gatland knows and is familiar with. So I mean, that plays a big role on that. And then kicking coach Neil Jenkins. Um, who's the kicking coach from Wales from 2006 up until now is also part of the British and Irish Lions set up in 2009, 13 and 2017. So, I mean, tried and tested coaches, very experienced, um, very good within their own, like within their own fields and stuff like that. I mean, so I think from, from that perspective, I don't think the British and Irish Lions are lacking. Um, yeah, I, mean, I think they've got a very good coaching setup. It's now on the execution and if their plans actually are going to work against the Springboks. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, 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 apparently uh, <coughs> Gatlin was interested in bringing along Andy, Andy, Andy Farrell, Farrell. Mm. who was a defence coach when they went to New Zealand, mm. uh, but he, he declined that. So, Do you know what the reasons why he declined or did uh, he did no, Gats really. share it? No, okay, no, no, but I fair. think it's probably because now he's more of a head coach of Ireland. Yeah, he is the head coach of Ireland, and I think probably because Andy. yeah, Andy Farrell. Andy yeah, because I think he he has kind of like want. I mean, he is coming into the role after Choshmet of the World Cup, and I would assume he probably wants to aim like us as focus more. focus more on his input on, on on Ireland and like you know getting the systems in place and right for them you know like how he wants Ireland to play um, I would assume um, you know all of these 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 sides I mean buying England um, also play that that one three two two system and they also do, do it differently to Wales it also does it differently to Scotland which is very interesting um, onto the British and Irish Lions squad yeah. I mean I think the squad is something that was named long ago like quite a while ago um any omissions or people that were left out that you guys were surprised um from just from the bat um we've got a few wales guys um jonathan davies 
mm. number one um george north i think yeah, yeah hot Ch- done by um or Benyang, bro. what's another flag Benyang's. from sam underhill and here yeah um see guys like that but i mean there's not to like downplay the other guys that have mm, chosen mm, them, mm. but i just feel like those guys are would have been key man i mean jonathan davies and george north have toured like toured New Zealand the, the, and, and, and australia see, so, yeah. yeah tour experiences is, is gonna yeah. play a role is um, halfpenny there no, he isn't. So the names that I have here, um, in terms of the people that have been omitted, uh, Jonathan Davies, uh, Gary Ringrose, Henry Slade of England, um, who I felt was also like very good. Um, Lee Halfpenny, as you just mentioned, Johnny May. Johnny May was someone who, I mean, I think his form hasn't, like, wasn't that, that great coming, like, from the last Six Nations, but, like, I mean, he was still yeah. good. Um, James Lowe. James Lowe, I feel like, was also someone who was kind of unlucky because his form was also very good. Um, James Lowe from Ireland, oh, New Zealand New born. Zealand, yeah, 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 New Zealand born. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy Vinopolo. Billy Vinopolo was another one. Sam Underhill, Ben Youngs that you've mentioned. CJ Stander. CJ Stander is another name. Um, George Turner, that Scottish hooker, I feel like, was very unlucky. But I mean, I understand because you have... Ford, best, Ken Owens, yeah, and best, sorry. yeah, Rory Best. No, he's retired. Oh yeah, he's retired. Uh, retired. Um, that? Versus George, Jamie, Jamie George, Cowan Dickey, and um, Ken Owens are the guys yeah. that are that are picked. So I felt like George Turner was like a bit unlucky. Um, Alan Dow, um, yeah, for, for, for Scotland as as a as a as a prop. Uh, Johnny Gray as well. Johnny Gray was very. I, f- I felt like it was very good uh, for for Scotland in terms of work. Work his work rate is crazy. it's crazy. He's a workhorse. He's a workhorse. Uh, Kean Healy, yeah, um, as, as as I think James Ryan as well in terms of locking uh, Peter Marnie yeah. for 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 the flanks and then George North and George Ford. No, but George Ford hasn't. I, th- I don't think they backed him the last time as well. Just to go back to the the, the loose forwards there with with Vunipula, Stander, Underhill out, I think they've gone. They haven't gone for you know your big ball carriers. Yeah, yeah. I true, think they they they're going to shy away from that confrontational type of game plan, and I, I do feel like they probably in in their makeup of the squad they went for mobility over and ball playing ball playing Lucy's over oversize over, yeah oversize yeah because I mean if you try to go toe to toe with the spring ball pack you will come short I mean we do have a lot of big boys here so yeah no, I, I, I totally understand that I just it's just some of the guys that you not necessarily expect but like names that are well known but you are like are omitted and stuff like that but I think that is a very good point that you raised that yeah yeah uh, and Jonathan Davis as well I think he's he's one of the biggest omissions for me because he was the player of the of the Lions tour in 2017, in 2017. Mm. and they've when you look at the 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 first the first team that they picked for for the Springboks they've got Elliot Daly at 13 yeah which is a bit uh, confusing uh, you know you've got a a solid outside center in Jonathan Davies played five five out of five in the Six Nations you know he's tried and tested 
uh, and then you in your first test against the world champions you play a player out of position it's a bit suspect from from Gatlin there uh, and I, and I know the debate would be he knows what he's doing but I mean he did lose six games in a row with the Chiefs so <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, just to go back on the whole um, Elliot Daly thing, I think um, it has raised a lot of eyebrows, and we are going to get into the starting lineup. But I think just off the bat, from my side, I, I, I back the whole. I back the selection. I personally, I back the selection. Um, I think Jonathan Davis was unlucky in terms of not making the squad because, I mean, the centers that are in the squad, you've got Bundy Aki, you've got um, Robbie Henshaw, you've got Farrell can cover center, you've got Harris, who's also been very good. Um, yeah, those are the guys. And then Daly can also cover because he's the utility guy. You know, he can cover center, fullback, and he, that boot of his is... Yeah, it's, vital. It's, it's, it's also vital, you know. You know someone else who also has a big boot that's like, I mean, goes under the radar, Stuart Hogg. Yeah. yeah. Stuart Hogg has a monster... And he's he's actually quite decent going for poles, you know, even like with, with distance. Yeah, mm, yeah no, he's quite, he's quite decent. So, okay. but like, I mean, Elliot Daly is... Tried and tested that that left beat is world class. It's world class. It's world class. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think otherwise. Besides that, in terms of the squad, like I think yeah, I think Gats did pick it specifically for like a certain game plan, mm. and you can tell with the selection. You know, like someone like Sam Simmons who doesn't really feature in the England mm. squad it was actually called up, mm, and yeah. Sam Simmons I think he had something like more than ten tries, tries in the yeah, last. Top Top try scorer in the English Premiership, so and he's like very dynamic, fast, you know, the, yeah. you know, and then people who've got hands, you know, you looked at someone who was there, Tuperic, but I mean he's injured now. Also, like everyone who's there in terms of the loose forwards, um, has got very good hands. Even Toby Falatau, you know, um, Alan Wynn Jones, all of those guys that are actually within the squad uh they do you can tell the type of game plan that gats is probably looking to go into um i mean we have spoken so far but like i mean in terms of um they 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 they, they test um like all the the, the warm-up games that they've gone so far in terms of preparation and stuff like that um and you guys have said that you guys do feel that they are prepared um is there anything else that like you think Gatlin would probably like would have or should have done or would have done in terms of their preparations for the Springboks from what you guys have seen in terms of like preparing up against the Springboks? Because I mean, we know what the Springboks are like and stuff like that. Like, is there anything different that he could have done or should have done from your perspective? Um. I think he could have possibly maybe the warm-up test against Japan could have been against dif- different opposition because I mean Japan do play a v- extremely different game mm. to, to, what the, to what the South Africans the South Africans played mm. but with saying that I mean Steve Henson in 2015 said that during during the group stages of the World Cup, which is what you'd, you'd argue that group stages and the Lions playing against the Stormers and stuff, it's the yeah, same it's concept. Yeah, it's the same concept, yeah. Is that the toughest games were actually the internal games that they play mm-hmm. amongst each other. Mm-hmm. So we don't know what's what's 
how those have panned out and how they've prepared mm. internally. Internally, you know, that's fair. And then, I mean, looking at the starting lineup now, um, from a British and Irish Lions point of view, for the first test on the 24th of July, number one, Ron Jones, number two, Cowan Dickey, number three, Ty Furlong, number four, Mario Tojo, number five, Alan Ron Jones, captain, number six, Courtney Laws, Number seven, Tom Curry. Number eight, Jack Conan. Number nine, Ali Price. Dan Bigger at 10. Duane van der Merwe at 11. Robbie Henshaw at 12. Elliot Daly at 13. Watson um, at 14. Stuart Hogg at 15. And then the bench reads as follows. Ken Owens at 16. Rory Sutherland. Carl Sinclair. Ty Byrne. Hamish Watson. Connor Murray. Um, Owen Farrell. And then Liam Williams. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on that first 23 for the test match? Uh, personally, I feel like he could have maybe, just maybe, an outside chance of including a bit more England forwards in that pack. Uh, mainly because they've been working with with Proudfoot uh, within the England setup. Closely, yeah. Okay. And Proudfoot, I think that, he, you know, they're. He, he probably knows the England the, the Springboks forwards better yeah, than than he, anyone he else. He coaches in a Springbok type of manner. Yeah, yeah. So they would know uh, what to yeah. expect, yeah. you know, from 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 the opposition. So who would you have then in terms of individual players um, that are English within your starting lineup? Uh, I mean, you could have he could have went for Marco. Marco Vinipole. Okay. At, at, at one. Um, uh, Furlog Cowan Dickey actually is a, quite a surprise. Mm, that is a very Him big starting, uh, but with England, he's sort of a he's a ba- he comes off the bench, yeah. Uh, so that's that's a bit surprising. Uh, but as you said earlier, with, with Jamie, is it Jamie George? Jamie George, yeah, playing with the Saracens. Oh yes, 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 yes. That might have played a uh, played a role in him not actually being within the starting lineup. I think for me, like uh, that was also in terms of the forwards, the biggest surprise in terms of Cowan Dickey starting ahead of Jamie George, um, because Jamie George, I feel, is like one of the best hookers in the world, set pieces, general play, um, all of that, you know, and like his games in terms of um, how his form has gone about like so far hasn't been like shocking or bad or anything like that he's been relatively good i feel um yeah i mean i think that's that's the biggest thing i think for me in terms of when jones he's he's played very well in terms of scrumming as well um and i think that's another thing that probably pushed when jones i mean marco vinipole i'm not trying to say that he's not he's not a good scrummager um, definitely a very good scrummager, but like I mean, I think uh, I think when Jones is there because his form has been very good and like his scrumming, his scrumming has been his scrumming very well as it stands. Yeah, and Gatlin did did point out that you know every at the beginning of the tour that he hasn't decided his test team yet, <coughs> so all the all the jerseys are, are for grabs and mm. they'll be decided on form during the tour. During the tour, yeah. And I think this starting lineup maybe is a reflection of that because it's not the traditional sort of team that people thought he'd pick. Yeah, no, that's very true. I mean, looking at like the lights of Courtney Laws yeah, in number like, six, yeah. you know, um, Jack Conan is someone is someone that you don't like. People don't know too much about, especially in terms of South Af- Southern Hemisphere guys. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, even even in the centres, going back to Elliot Daly, I think he's someone who's been on form and who's been playing very well. You know, um, other thirteen that's within the squad um, is Harris, Chris Harris, mm. and I think and I think Elliot Daly is playing better. F- like footy as it stands over Chris Harris. I mean, you could shift Henshaw to 13 um, and play like a Farrell or play oh, like... Do you think that's the plan? Bundy Aki. sorry. For what? the game, like, do you think they're going to shift Henshaw to 13? I think, to, to, like, later in the game, yeah, yeah maybe. Um, maybe shift Henshaw to 13 or even... Yeah, yeah, probably shift Henshaw to 13 because yeah, I don't see... Wow. I don't see a midfield pairing of... Or I don't necessarily see a midfield pairing of Farrell and, and Daly. Because um, defensively, that's not like that strong, you know. Because mm-hmm. like I mean, all of those two centers, Henshaw is the better defender, yeah, yeah. Um, and a very good defender at that, you know. Especially on the ball, you know, is very good. Um, so yeah, this this lineup is very much on form, you know. Like I mean, also the ni- the nine, the halfback pairing of, of, of Price, Price and Bigger, bigger. Mm, yeah, probably caught a lot of people by surprise. By surprise, definitely. You, you, you'd think that, you know, looking at the last line series, that they'd go for combinations. Yeah, true, 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 true. You know, with, when they played New Zealand, they had an Irish halfback. Halfback, yeah, yeah pairing. Pairing there, yeah, and that's that's where the game is won or loss. And I mean, with Conor Murray, who was, if Jones didn't come back, who was the tour captain. Yes, the yes, 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 yes. It's a bit... Suspect. Yeah, I think I think with the whole with, with the whole Addy Price thing, I mean, for me, he's been on like he's been on very good form like for Scotland, um, and he has done very well, like or relatively well with with the tour so far. I think it's more of a thing of that's just an indication of the type of the game that um, that the British and Irish Lions are going to play, which isn't going to be a lot or, or, or dependent a lot on the kicking from nine but more kicking from Dan Bigger because he is also a very good um, a very good martial of the game you know he, he's got a good boot on him and he controls the game very well um, and I think like in terms of his form he's been very good and uh, like I don't think there is another flower half that probably could have started um, ahead of him because I don't think Farrell's form has been the greatest event been the greatest or warranting a start and Finn Russell's also um, got like an injury or uh, an injury issue type of vibe you know I mean Marcus Smith was bought was bought on tour because of that you know so yeah and I don't see Marcus Smart like starting like, like I mean let's, let's just be let's just be honest now like I don't think I don't think he's there yet yeah. I don't think he's there yet and throwing him in the deep end was this Demarco Smith yeah how old is he? 20, 20, 20, I think it's like 22. 22. 22. Yeah. Throwing him in a deep end in a chest like this is. It's a good experience. Like, to be within like the system. But the thing is, oh yeah, to, to, to yeah, be in the yeah, system, yeah, to be yeah. to be called up, it's very yeah. good experience. But like but, not I mean, to he, start. He has been riding quite a wave. Was he one? With uh, I actually watched the final. Oh, against with, uh, with Hollywoods versus. Yeah. The, Exeter Chiefs. Exeter Chiefs, yeah, I think it was Exeter Chiefs. Yeah, he had a good game there, and then he got an England call up, and so I mean, but with that being said, it's either you swim or you sink. There's no in between. Yeah, yeah there isn't. There isn't. And I think also the game that Marcus Smith plays is like I mean, I don't ex- I, I, I wasn't going to expect Finn Russell to start this first test, you know, mm-hmm. because I don't think the British and Irish Lions are going to play that expansive that game that that early on on the first test that you know ball playing 
like uh, let's run type of game, you know, flashy, all of that, all of that stuff, you know, of which Marcus, Marcus uh, Smith and um, and Finn Russell are more of. Even like yeah, I remember, even when um, Marcus was just, when Gatlin calls up Marcus Smith and said like for for the cover, he was like um, the reason why it was, like Marcus Smith was the person who was called up ahead of other fly halves, like um, your Georges and stuff like that, just because Marcus Smith is the closest, like the the, the fly half that 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 um, is most similar to Finn Russell, Russell. yeah. yeah so expensive. he like he he's literally yeah. a, a man for man cover. Um, not that I'm saying that like um, Marcus Smith is of the level or quality of Finn Russell. Russell. I mean, Finn Russell's tried and tested, you know, um, international. So, but like, yeah, like he was brought in for that reason. So I don't see, I don't necessarily see Finn Russell starting this first test. Um, so yeah, I think I think the starting lineup is definitely um, solid. Um, I would have, I would have liked to say that one. I think for me, another big surprise was I, th- I thought Ty Byrne was going to start ahead of Courtney Laws at number six jersey, but I mean, I think Courtney Laws has been also very good through and through, you yeah. know, um, like throughout the, throughout the tour, and he's like he's playing very well in that number six jersey. I remember. Um, I think it was the first game against the Lions, the Stigma Lions, South African Lions, and he was he was a, like he was a monster there, at number six. Um, I just thought because I've seen, like I think I've seen more of Ty Byrne playing that six that that six role. Um, yeah, but I think I think him coming off the bench is gonna bring on like good energy, uh, line out option as well. You know, um, good hands, all of that. You know, so. Yeah, no man, it's going to be a good test. I think um, for the number 11 jersey, I would have gone with Adams ahead of Duhan. Apparently, apparently Adams is carrying like a slight, a slight niggle in terms is of it? like an injury. Oh. Yeah, that's the reason why um, he isn't in contention for the first test. But I think, yeah, definitely, I think Adams probably would have gotten ahead. You guys think Louis, Louis Reese, Reese Zamet? <laughs> <laughs> Let me try that again. Louis Rees-Samets was going to get um, a nod ahead of either Watson or Duhan. No, I don't think so. He's he's young. That's the first. He's he's young. That's the first uh, thing that counts against him. And I mean, he's up against Cheslin Colby and yeah. D-Rex Pipi, who are uh, I wouldn't say experienced. But they are World Cup winners because I, th- I don't think both of them have played over 20 test matches for the No, they haven't. No, they haven't. Uh, but they are experienced in terms of, as we've, we've been mentioning, they are World Cup winners. Uh, so I don't think he would have done much mm. uh, in terms of attack uh, and defense. I don't know how... Is he defensively I think sound def- I think or? defensively he's he's okay. Um, wouldn't necessarily say like he's better than Watson. Um, even under the high ball, I don't think he is better than Watson. I think Watson's very like is very good at like at under the high ball, and I think that's like evident to the fact that how he was also playing fifteen um, in some of the warm up games. games you know? yeah. So um, yeah, I think I mean I was just throwing the name up just to hear you guys' um, opinions on it because he's been someone who, first of all, I didn't expect to be on the tour. Oh yeah. Like I mean because yeah. he is young and he's just like, come onto the scene because I think he also. Excuse me. He made his debut like last year only, you know. So um, 
he's someone that I didn't necessarily expect to be on tour, but he's done very well and like he, his form does um, warrant. warrant him being selected and being on tour. Uh, even on 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 this tour so far, in terms of the warm up games, he's played relatively well. You know, in terms of scoring tries and being a nuisance. You know, he's paid like I mean, there's no substitute for pace in rugby, um, and his pace is probably yeah, there are only a few people who can like keep up with him. You know, so yeah, that's that. I was just wondering about that. Um, anything else from your guys' side in terms of the British and Irish line starting? Yeah, not sure. No, no, fair, 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 fair. And then let's get into our predictions then, just to round up um, the whole the whole podcast in terms of predictions for this weekend and then predictions for the tour. Ugh. First, first, you wanna go first? Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll no, go, go Springboks. Springboks for, for Saturday's game. I just think they've they've got a more settled side, more experienced side. And then I'll go series 2-1 to the Springboks. I think the Lions will probably win the, 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 the next match. The second test, okay. And then the third test, you know, you do, once once thing once it get it gets personal for the Springboks, ah, it's late. Yeah. <laughs> it's late. Once they take it personally, and they play from from passion and from a like busy, then yeah, they they can ground out uh, a win <clears throat> if needs be. Yeah, I think much like Tatia, I, I think for Saturday's game, I'm going, I'm going with the box. Um, score, do you do score? I mean, you can go by points or score. Like um, I think it's only probably ten points difference, ten fifteen. Um, and then <laughs> fifteen. <laughs> And then um, series box two one, just like Tad said, first one away box, second one British and Irish might run away with it, and then the third one if it gets personal, it's chai. So yeah, um, two one series. Hopefully the box put it off. Um, no, bet easy, easy, easy. My predictions uh, actually going to go the other way. On both of them, um, I think the British and Irish Lions side is going to win this first test. Um, I've mentioned it before. I feel I as though in your team. <laughs> <laughs> I feel as though this. Um, I mean, it's going to be a very close test. I think the Lions are going to win by six. Lions are going to win this test by six points. Um, uh, like I said, I feel as though this this Springbok side is very undercooked in terms of. Mad, like minutes under their belt um, and people being all form and stuff like that. Like, I mean, the logs can do well. Peter Steph can do well. Uh, halfback combination is probably going to do mm. well. Uh, Damon D'Alanda and Nukanyu are going to do well. Vili is probably going to have a good game as well. But like, Kobe. I feel like as in Kobe is also going to have a good game. Mapimbi is going to have a decent run out. But like, I feel as though all, all in all, it won't necessarily be enough because I feel like this lion side is firing like under... All cylinders from one to twenty-three. You know, um, even like from the bench. You know, we mentioned earlier on how the Springboks' best front row is coming off the bench. And I look at the British and Irish Lions one with Sutherland and, S- and Kyle Sinclair. I mean, you still have very like Sutherland's a very good scrummer. So is Sinclair. I mean, Sinclair like went off in the final without scrumming down as well in terms of the England work, like World Cup final. Keep in mind that Sinclair wasn't originally. 
in in the yes, 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 he wasn't in the squad, um, yeah. and he was in there because of Porter's injury. Mm. Yeah, so I mean, he's done very well to Before, actually yeah. get into the match day twenty three yeah. at the end of the day. Um, yeah, man, I just think, I just think this 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 side this line side is quality. Um, I think they're going to take the first two tests and. Uh, no, no, clean. They're gonna no. take the first two tests and no faith in the team. No, nah, I mean, I don't really have faith in my team. I, I'm trying to be as not realistic as 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 mutual as I can, you know. And I feel like, and I feel as though that this Lions, like the preparation, the things that I've been seeing from the Lions camp. Yeah. compared to um, the Springbok camp. Like, the Springbok camp doesn't give me a lot of confidence. I mean, yes, they are World Cup winners. Yes, you still have Rassi there. Yes, you still have a lot of the names, you know, like it was mentioned before, that 21 of the 23 is our World Cup winners. But you asked them... Yeah, starting, you know, 13 of the 15 starting. Um, but you're still missing big names like Dwayne from Maryland, you know. Um... I think he's his 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 um, absence is probably going to be a deciding factor. I think Guaja will have a good game, but like I don't think he are, he is going to meet like the standard um, or that level of performance Captain, that yeah. is, is is probably that you would get from Dwayne that's going to get them over the line. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I just look at this 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 British and Irish lion side, and I'm just worried s- about Kolis. Nothing is short. Yeah. The thing is, you see, for me, Ukulisi dog, like, what I worry about, like, the most, like, I mean, okay, yes, we've spoken yeah. extensively about him, is how he's been under COVID protocol for exactly. the longest exactly, of time. Because you know. apparently, even, like, recently, also tested positive or something like that. Mm. So, That's why I don't know. like, so I was... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was surprised to actually see his name in the starting lineup to to same, begin with, same. because I think that's how close it was in terms of him not actually cleared last minute by the doctor. Apparently, you see stuff like that. So yeah, you get cleared so last minute by the doctors, and you just make the starting lineup. Yes, I don't know, man. man. Yeah, I feel like Rassi and and and, and Jock. Well, it's supposed to be Jock. I don't know why we keep on Rassi. saying Rassi. And but Jock. we know it's Rassi because we spoke about it earlier on <laughs> because Rassi is the head coach, guys. Um, he, they've taken a gamble. Uh, on picking, you know, the, this this match day twenty three. Not to say that. Do you think that there are unlucky people who missed out, who are on form but missed out on the match day twenty three within the Springbok setup? The only other name that I could probably think of is is Monet. Mm. Monet Stain. Besides that, like the, because I mean, you do need like some level of experience or relative experience like your form has to be red hot for you to warrant i mean like to warrant you to be in the side i mean i look at the previous tour um riku yoani was someone who made his test debut against the british and irish lions you know and his form coming from super rugby even the game with the balls the, the blues versus british and irish lions he was i think even didn't he play for mario all blacks as well yeah, I, I think he also. I think he also featured in the Mario Oblast <laughs> game. So, like he was, his form was red hot. You know, like and like, like Julian's was like literally non-existent, non-existent, non-existent. Yeah. non-existent. Yeah. And I mean, Taz has mentioned that story before of how it was literally a thing of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stop the two wings. <laughs> just stop the two wings. It was just stop the two wings. You know. <laughs> 
um, between Rico and 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 Julian, and and Rico never looked back from that. So I don't necessarily see anyone who who warrants being there per se um, in terms of form, because like everyone, like I mean, I look at someone like Fassi, Reynach. Everyone else is our usual starters and people who are starting. Wandi, I don't think is there. You can't. I don't think you should start with Wandi. Um, looking at the squad, who else? I mean, um, there was an article I was reading this morning. It was, it was written by one of the SA Rugby magazine oaks, Mark. Mm. Mark, yeah, Mark. Some, yeah, yeah. He said something about how um, Jacques got it all wrong with the starting. The fact that he he, le- he left out the both the um, the stain. Um, brothers, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, what do you guys think about that? Because Mustaine was in the twenty-three. In the World Cup. World Cup. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah. France wasn't the twenty-three yeah. in the World Cup. I think for me, France Dane Because he covers. Yeah, yeah France Dane I don't like. I understand. I would have Damien over France Dane mm. in my like in my opinion. I mean, France Dane has has been there, done that. Mm. Great, yeah. but like I feel like the like the amount of rugby he has played over the last yeah. three months has been. Not that much. This is Fronstein. Fronstein. Fronstein oh, yeah. hasn't been that much. Um, I mean, his form was good at the Cheetahs, Cheetahs, but like I mean, he is playing in the in a Cheetah side where he has to step literally up. carry. Where he has yeah, to step up and prove that, not necessarily prove, but show that no man. Like I mean, he's a sixty cap World Cup winning yeah, Springbok. Yeah. You know, and something I, along those lines. For me, it was probably Monet Stain over Elton that I could. Yeah. Uh, of course, I'm gonna. I'm, of course, I'm gonna back Mustaine. <laughs> I, I thought, come on. I mean, yeah. I, his form has been second to none. Yeah. There's no South African fly half that is currently I've playing. Seen a different side to my own life with the offloads. The not a different side, but a side where I'm like, hey. It's because you guys yeah, never boy. saw the side of Mustaine. The side where he actually attacks. It's always been no. It's his boot. No, it's his boot. That's all he showed no, us. His boot. No, when he was in South Africa. No, he wasn't. No, but if you're talking about attacking fly offs. He's not an attacking fly half by nature. Yeah, Mone, I mean, if he he should have his right foot insured for, yeah. for quite a hefty sum of money. Yeah, <laughs> that insurance is going to be a long way. It's, 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 it's helped him over the years. But going back to that Fronstein, I think Fronstein in the World Cup, he was there because, you know, he was sort of a calm head. Mm. Uh, a lot of the guys were inexperienced mm. playing in those types of games. Whereas now, I mean, they're all World Cup winners. They know what's it's, what's yeah, what it's what it's what like. It's about you know when the when the pressure's on, how to respond, and all of that. So his role sort of becomes redundant. Redundant, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, Willems, uh, he's uh, uh, should have. Another thing that we haven't touched on is they, they they've gone for a five-three split. Oh mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I actually thought about that, but I forgot to actually mention it. Both sides actually have have yeah. have gone for a five-three split. Um, I think that that was very that's very interesting that they have because um, usually, but I think for from a Springboks point of view, I think they they went for a five three split um, um, because they had to, not because they necessarily wanted to, because Archia is not fit, yeah, and I don't think Nico Janssen van Rensburg can actually because with the Springboks the five the five two split is two locks and one flank. Yeah. Whereas yeah. from a patrician Irish point of view, what we've seen it's one lock and two flanks, yeah. um, being being like your more explosive type of flanks, like your Sam Simmons type of vibes or Toby. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, I just think I just I I think I think um, Warren Gatlin did try and mirror um, the, the the Springboks in terms of not going four five two split because I feel like if the Springboks win four five two split, Warren Gatlin has to go for five two split because to match so, to, because yeah. it was a better guy like he's gonna force like forwards are gonna fall short. They yeah. are going to fall short, you know. So, but like now that the Springboks haven't gone for it, and I feel like because Arias Neyman isn't like isn't around. isn't isn't around and isn't fit, um, that's that's the hand that was dealt for them. Because yeah, I don't I don't necessarily see like for instance, imagine if let's say Jasper Visa comes on as that for Elton John just on the bench, and you have El start covering his lock. Yes, he can cover lock, but. It's not the same as it being is, on. Yeah, it's like a, like a heavy. like a proper log. Like he is a yeah. utility backline player, but yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. The the hat isn't hard on it. Might as well clean. Anything else in terms of to round up um, your guys' thoughts on the tour? Yeah, just in closing, I deep inside I do want the Springboks to be beaten. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true old black fan. Yeah. But I, I just don't I don't think the Lions have have it in yeah. them to overcome the mighty uh Rusty brain trust. Best team in the world woke up on this. Yeah, yeah, the best team in the world. Um yeah, they've they've yeah. they've shown their their potential but uh yeah i wish this the, the, the <laughs> springboks lose but they're probably not and yeah keen to be up against all champs in the rugby champs oh spoken like a true all black chapters yeah final no, thoughts I'm, I'm happy i'm happy you happy yeah no uh thank you very much boys for this two hours and four minutes three minutes um of of talking i really enjoyed it um went through this 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 um itinerary list um very well i mean enjoy the chat about the spring box about um siako lucy (laughs) i wish i wish there was someone who actually wants to see a cliche stand here as on as a male i would see it because I feel like he probably It'll was a bit, yeah. yeah, made it interesting because I feel like he probably was a bit hard done by by yeah. our opinions of him. But like, I mean, those are our opinions. I'm really happy with uh, everything that's gone far. Thank you very much, boys. Um, um, yes. yeah. Guys, just please follow me on my Instagram. Yeah, yeah, I was, gonna, I was about to shout out you guys on <laughs> socials. <laughs> Yeah, listen, already grabbing, already grabbing the opportunity. Yeah, our socials just make them clear. Just re- shout them out again, Jafters. Um, on Instagram, you can get me at at Ntsikandungane. Um, I've also got a fitness page that goes by the name of um at Jeffy Fitness. Um, yeah, sponsor. Yeah. Taz, any socials you wanna? Yeah, for any ladies uh, <laughs> out there watching, I mean listening. Sorry, listening. Just please, uh, you can get me on Instagram at Tazim Kijana. Just DM, I'll send you my number straight away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was unexpected. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Yeah, I that. Uh, make sure you guys follow the, the page at um, From the Stands Podcast on Instagram and at FTS underscore Sportscast on Twitter. Make sure you follow myself on Twitter at um, and Instagram at underscore SundaySozA underscore. Um, make sure you also follow my boy Kanye Mafuna, the co-host, uh, who is currently not available. Uh, be make be sure to be on the lookout on our socials. Um, we've got some things that are currently brewing as it stands um, with regards to the NBA finals. Um, so by the time you guys listen to this, so I, I don't know if it probably will be out, but just yeah, make sure you guys follow us and um, keep it going. Uh, thank you very much.